0: Welcome back, fellow coffee and book lovers. We are continuing on today once more in our literary journey of the book Coffee, A Connoisseur's Companion by Claudia Rodin. We'll be starting today in the middle of page 91. Stovetop Mocha Espresso. Espresso is one of the best loved types of coffee. This simple way of making it works on the same steam pressure principle as some of the big machines, and is almost as effective. In these machines, the water vapor that is created just before boiling is forced through the ground coffee and into an upper reservoir, where it condenses back into liquid and from where it can be served. On account of the pressure, the water boils at a higher temperature than normal. Steam is forced through the grounds, extracting more than boiling water normally does. The stove top pot is in two parts, screwed together with a filter funnel in the middle. The original brand was called Mocha Express, and was made in aluminum, which gives an unpleasant taste. There are now many rivals in many sizes and mostly made of stainless steel. Method Fill the base with enough water to reach the safety valve. Fill the filter funnel with finely ground coffee without pressing the coffee down. Place the funnel loosely on the base and screw the top firmly to the base. Place over heat. As soon as the coffee begins to rise to the top through the stem, lower the heat to a minimum. A gurgling noise indicates that all the water in the lower part has risen through the grounds. Remove from heat. When the coffee stops rising, it is ready to serve. The rubber washer needs replacing occasionally, and remember not to leave the pot over heat when there is no water left in the base. If you leave the pot unused for more than a few days, scrub it with hot water and a stiff brush before using it again. Espresso culture. Espresso coffee is one much cherished aspect of Italian culture which has conquered the world much like pizza. Cafes all over Europe now are fitted with espresso machines, which make exquisite coffee. Recently, the espresso machine has taken America by storm with its shiny, stylish machinery and accessories, its techniques, rituals and styles of drinking, attendant ideologies, menu lists, and jargon. They talk of ristretto and doppio, latte macchiato and crema. Most of all, it is the rediscovered appeal of the splendid, aromatic, syrupy, concentrated taste and creamy heaviness of espresso and the delicate clouds of milk foam floating on top of cappuccinos that have caused its renaissance. Espresso's place is in the cafe world of public drinking. The original espresso machine was invented in the mid 19th century in France, and was exhibited at the Exposition des Peris in 1855. It was a monster of a machine designed for commercial use, to brew coffee instantaneously under the pressure of steam. It was adopted by various Italian makers who developed the idea, After World War II, Gaggia brought out a model in which a spring-powered piston pumped by handle pushed the hot water through the coffee. Later, button-operated machines worked with simple hydraulic pumps. These days, the process is entirely automated and includes milk-frothing equipment by which compressed steam is forced through cold milk from a nozzle, heating it and producing a light foam. But the operation is still enveloped by ritual mystique. Many people want to reproduce the appealing tastes of the cafe quality espresso in their own homes, but it often remains an unattainable goal. There is a great number of different home espresso makers at a wide range of prices on the market, all of which work in different ways and with varying results. In all of them, the principle is the same. Hot water is forced rapidly with great pressure through ground coffee directly into coffee cups so that there is maximum extraction of the flavor components in the shortest possible time, but with none of the unpleasant elements. They work by different processes, by the action of trapped steam, by means of a pump or the lever-controlled piston. These last two are the more expensive machines, but they do produce a richer, smoother drink of near-cafe quality. They also have a valve for frothing and heating meat, uh, milk, not meat. It is important to find out the merits and weaknesses of each before investing. But all these machines need to be properly handled to produce the much-loved rich and aromatic coffee with syrupy body and most desirable light brown foam called Crema. They all require patience and practice until you get the feel of it. In other words, the coffee has to be made with love. Here are some recommendations for best results. Coffee must be very finely ground. You may like to use the traditional southern Italian dark roast, which produces a distinctive bitter kick, or you may prefer a medium roast used by northern Italians. The grounds must not be packed too tightly in the grupa, the metal filter cup that holds them, or the water will not get through properly, nor too lightly, or the result will be watered down and insipid. Don't try to get more coffee liquor out of the grounds. Overextracted coffee is thin and bitter. Espresso is strong and concentrated, has a bittersweet bite of a dark roast and concentrated liquor. It can only be drunk black in small quantities and sweetened. It can be served with a thin cut slice of lemon hung on the side of the cup. Cafe Latte is a half and half mixture of espresso and hot milk. Milk mellows the strong, sharp taste of the coffee. Cappuccino is one third espresso with one third hot milk topped with one third foam. Sprinkle, if you like, with powdered or shaved bitter chocolate or with cinnamon or nutmeg and serve it with sugar. The word cappuccino is derived from the color of the habit worn by Capuchin monks. A few years ago in Sardinia, I was eating lunch in an out of the way seaside restaurant. The owner came to me to ask me where I was from, then asked, why do English people ask for cappuccino with spaghetti b- bolognese? All of the locals stopped eating to listen to my explanation of the social history of coffee bars in Britain offering spaghetti with cappuccino. Italians only drink it for breakfast. In America, too, people generally prefer to drink their espresso cut with milk. Black coffee. For the purest, the only way to drink coffee is black or nature, as the French call it. Across the channel, that usually means very strong, from a high roast, sometimes burnt almost to a char, and served en demitasse, the traditional small after-dinner cup. For cafe nature, use one heaped tablespoon of ground coffee to each 120 milliliters, four fluid ounces, or half cup of water. The higher yield of the Italian espresso method results in the extra strong ristretto, Lungo is their weaker version, served in larger cups. Serve it very hot as soon as it is made. Drink it sensitively, like wine, appreciating the bouquet and the color. It is not affectation, but simply making the most of what is good. A note on flavoring. Coffee has made some successful marriages of flavor, some no doubt by happy chance, which are well worth trying out. A pleasant sensation for the palate is the use of lemon in coffee. In Italy and many other parts of the world, a strip of lemon peel is often curled around the rim of the cup. You may add excitement to your drink with a sprinkling of grated lemon or orange peel, or as in the old Russian way, with a squeeze of lemon juice. Moroccans like to use whole black peppercorns to give extra kick. They may add a pinch of salt, a habit also popular popular in Ethiopia, to bring out the finer flavors. As Simone Beck points out, the flavor of even the finest coffee will be enhanced if, at the moment of pouring boiling water over the coffee, one adds a tiny pinch of salt. And I will leave off here today, at the top of page 95, and will continue on next morning. Thank you for listening.